Oh, but I'm up on the, my ass is groovy. Chopping it up. This week's episode of Chopping It Up, I'm sitting with Bo Young Prince. Chopping yeah. it up. What's going on, boss? What's going on? Thank you for inviting me. It's a Ab- pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. Welcome back. Uh, we, I know you were just recently out of the country. Where, where'd you go? I went to Paris, France. Oh, yeah? What were you doing over there? Um, I had a couple meetings, and I shot a visual in some rare-ass locations. Wearing some Wearing some rare-ass designer shit. And I actually... Um, met and linked up with the designer that I was wearing and so I got invited to a French like show front row shit, oh, shit. Uh, next month so yeah you nice. know we could say it was a productive trip where do you, you I'm gonna give you a DC as fuck shirt to wear to that oh it, it only would be shirt. right I really wish I had that shit standing under the Eiffel Tower you know that's how I really would have wanted to do it but instead I just had to roll my beanie and shit that's right know? don't worry I got you next time next time yeah yeah Right on. Well, welcome back. It's a yep. it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on this show. We've been uh, trying to link up for some time. I know, right? Bunch of tag. Yeah, exactly. The digital waves. You know, exactly. the internet is great, right? Uh, well, you know what it is, man. If uh, if it wasn't for the internet, we we wouldn't have anybody to yell at <laughs> randomly all the time. You know right. I mean? Sometimes so. you need people to yell at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Motivation. Motivation. So uh, so tell us what's what, what's going on in your world. What are you working on these days? And it's a lot going on. Um, we're working on really getting this DC sound out to the world, you know. Um, the Until Then album, still out here, you know, cranking, doing numbers. Um, the Young Futura project, that shit is going crazy. That's why we were over in France. I mean, those people really feeling that type of vibe. And so right now I'm just working on an EP for the summer, and we're going to follow up with an album, you know what I'm saying, just keeping the routine going, consistency. So um, you could say I'm in a bit of a low-key in the cut phase, but right. I'm working. Like, I'm connecting up. Like, we got a whole new vibe right here right now. We got a whole new linkage going on. Like, everybody yeah. you see around you and what's going on in D.C., right. like, we almost, you know, really center stage with a lot of this stuff. Most so definitely. I'm just trying to play my part. Hey, man, I respect that. You know, I feel like uh, those who have a voice uh, should use it, you know. and Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you recognize the uh, problems that you can solve, you should solve them, you know. Um and uh, artists are the greatest problem solvers of all times, really. You know, through history, start revolutions and renaissances. It's the universal language. I always say, like, that's why music is so valuable because it's the only thing that everybody understands. I was just riding up here with my bro, and I was playing him um, some Icelandic hip hop that I discovered on the plane to France. You know right. what I'm saying? Because we had a layover in Iceland, so I was like, let me listen to this shit. And so. It was just talking about how we didn't understand a word, homie, was saying, but the vibe was just there. And that's right. that that's that power of music. It's like we out here rocking to this man, yelling in, you know, Icelandic language. <laughs> and I'm just like, dog, this shit is hard, though. Right. But since, you know, the beginning of time, that's how we learn about people is through, like, their art <coughs> or music left behind. So in my role today in society, I just feel like, you know, you're a doctor. You know what I'm saying? You're healing people. I'm a doctor with the music. You know that's what I'm right. saying? Like. If we were in the Greek pantheon, I'd be the Lord Cherub floating with the lyre and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm the person playing the music for the gods type shit. Right. I don't mind being, now I'm not no god or nothing like that, you know? I want to play the music. So that's how it go. Mad respect, man. Yeah. Mad respect. Uh, that's, uh, I like that analogy a lot, for sure. I'm man. a Greek mythology head. I like I it, man. I like it. Yeah. Since I was a little kid, I was in the Greek mythology. That's dope, man. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I think music is such an, uh, a huge part of who we are as people. You know, before we were even speaking, we were... 
um, banging on rocks, you know what I mean? Right. From the the dawning of civilization, you know, we use music. We use music uh, before battles. You know, I come from an Irish background, and we're all about the drums. And And the drinking. The drums and the drinking. (laughs) Shout out to our future sponsor, Jameson. (laughs) Right. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, definitely, like, you know, I grew up in a very Irish uh, musical household, listening, you know, reading music, playing music, you know, uh, doing all that stuff. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of drums, a lot of like whistles, you know, like very, you know, tribal I can uh, dig it. music. And it's it's um, it's really powerful stuff that really hasn't gone away, which is you know, why I think it's so important that we uh, improve the quality of music that's being uh, presented to the youth now because it's um, inspiring a lot of the wrong things, you know. Yeah, I mean, we all have our responsibility, but um, music is this unique thing where it reaches all people. So. I understand, like, each person has their perspective, so we got to take a step back and just understand that everybody has a different vision that they're trying to portray, so I try not to be too critical. That's why I'm able to have this open perspective about a lot of different things, because it's not that I necessarily rock with it or that I'm doing the shit, you know, that I'm hearing, but it's like I understand that they might not have had the upbringing I've had or had the exposure to certain things. So, you know, while I might not condone it, it's like I can't. We, we, we just got to communicate with them people, you know, and they, maybe sure. they see it, but maybe they don't. But I agree. Lead like, by example. You know, yeah. I'm a big fan of like, I'm not going to knock anybody trying anything because at the end of the day, you know, it takes courage to, to step up and, Absolutely. and create anything, you know. I mean, and that's real. Like, it really does take courage. Whether you're stepping out on that stage, whether you're writing that song, you're painting that picture, like to show it to someone. Most people got beautiful talents, but they won't ever let the world see them. And right. there's a few of us, you know, who have the guts, if you will, to like actually put it out there. So I always respect it, you know what I'm saying? Because that's a part of them. That's a piece of you. For sure. So, you know. Especially in this day and age with like social media and like everything is so, you know, are people going to like it? Are they not going to like it? And like people could be so cruel, you know what I mean? And memes and like Every the day. shit that people say. Yeah. So like, you know, even more than ever before, is it, you know, gotta have a lot of bravery to be an artist and put your shit out there and nobody is exempt like that's the thing I look every day and see some hating ass shit about me and it's like these are people that don't even know you you know what I'm saying so (laughs) the reason I I just laugh it's my morning humor because that shit is truthfully funny it's like people will compare you to shit and not know you they don't know the background people will say you this or that it's like it's just funny because they're spectators they're still commenting and giving me a play at the end of the day so that's why I say social media works in both ways. Even if you hate and you still showing love because you just gave me a view, a comment, a like. Right. <laughs> it's like you just increased my stats. Right. So word up. Well, I'm killing it. it in that <laughs> yeah, regard, I, I can dig it. Let me tell now, you. I be seeing you out here. You, you, be, you be causing a reaction out of people. People hey, be feeling man. real charged. But look, you're not doing it right if you're not getting a reaction out of people. So. Hey, and you know what? At the end of the day, man, I'm just being myself. You know what I mean? I don't set out to like get reactions from people. I just, I'm, you know, I'm a reactive human Right, you know, and, and sometimes I say really dumb shit, man. You know what I mean? Sometimes I get it wrong. But it's from the heart, though. Sometimes I get it right, but I'm not, yeah, it's not a narrative. It's, it's not heart. a, you know, it's not a plan. It's like just raw, my dumb ass, you know what I mean? No, nah, but that's how it should be, raw so, emotion. Sometimes, it, you know, sometimes it's uh, received, you know, the way I intended it, and sometimes it's not, you know what I mean? But at least we have those conversations, you know, I'm all about accountability. Yep, you know? dialogue. That's the only way we open up and get anywhere is For having sure. a sustainable conversation. So if there's like no this. dialogue, you know what I'm saying, there's no content. So good or bad, we got to talk about it. So exactly. it's the people that open the gates for us to have a conversation, you know what I'm saying, these key holders. That's why it's so important. You having a situation like this, allowing me to tell you my perspective, you know, some people might learn something, some people might not. But right. we having a conversation. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, when I built this studio, um, I was pretty excited to, to get things going, but it wasn't until you know we actually started recording podcasts and sitting here and just realizing you know the power of spoken word and the power of that connection. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, in in my personal life, I have a lot of really great interactions with people. You know what I mean? Where I get to sit and talk to people, uh, but to be able to actually like record it and then have other people listen to it because right. I know I've been really impacted by listening to other people's podcasts. Definitely, and, you know. Um, and there's I no... sometimes just drive to them joints. Oh, right. for sure, man. Joe Rogan on road trips is like the only move for me, man. Because um, his podcasts are like three hours long. So like, if you got a long road trip, Joe Rogan, that'll like knock it. Dent in it for sure, but uh, <laughs> I be listening to TED Talks a lot too. TED yeah. Talks are good. I be learning a lot about life and just you be learning anything, money management, health crisis. I be like, damn, Everything. I'm trying to give a TED Talk one day, like straight up. You know, it's ironic that you say that. That was always like one of my goals, but then I found out that the TED Talks organization is like a little bit like Scientology, and they're kind of oh, like super fucked boys. up, and they don't. Pay <laughs> they some, some wild fuck people. Boy shit, yeah, <laughs> like straight up, but like. TED Talks are still really good. I know. Them joints be popping. It's like, if I can get to the level where somebody want to give me to give a TED Talk, then I made it. It's a couple things. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. Fuck it. Or if I get an unsung. It's like two things that make me happy as hell. Like, I want an unsung story. Them joints are good or bad. You know what I'm saying? It's either like the person made it or it's like, they fucked up and was on drugs. Yeah. (laughs) That shit is one way or the other. But I'm trying to have a positive unsung and then you made it too. You know what I'm saying? That's so funny, man. I'm always joking with the staff. I'm like, one day, this will be on the VH1 behind the music. Hey, moment. you ain't right a legend here. if you ain't on no VH1 right shit. Here. I know that that channel is not like the optimal go to nowadays, but <laughs> I know yo, I'm, I, I'm a lot of my myself. influences. I used to watch VH1 on like yeah. Saturday or Sundays, and they used to play like Lincoln Park and this crazy shit. And that shit low key influenced a lot of my music, low key. Definitely, so like yeah. that's what I'm saying about VH1. They had that alternative like shit that I, that made me kind of that. I mean, people would say weird back in the day, but now it's, right. it's not that weird no more. Cause yeah. look at the game. But yeah, nah, that's how that shit started, was being up and seeing VH1 in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, Lincoln Park, the fuck is that? You never know where you get your inspiration from. Hell yeah, Maroon 5 was good then. They had the Songs About Jane album come out. It was crazy. Like, this was influential, period. Like, Puddle of Mud, fucking, these are like bands that like, they don't even get talked about no more. But like, yeah, yeah, my background's crazy with that shit. Well, what year did you graduate high school? Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Holy shit, you're yeah. so young. I'm in college in 2013. Oh my gosh. I'm 25. I mean, I'm just really old. That's really what that means. <laughs> nah. I graduated in 1993. Hey, I was only two. But I'll tell you what, 1993 was an amazing year for I hip-hop. Bet, I bet it shit. was. You got to experience some of the shit that we drink. We'd be like, oh, the 90s were so tight. I was like, we came in the year, tail end of the 90s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we lit. Super lit. And like female rappers were What was going on? Tell me tell me what what the vibe was like. What was happening? I mean, I do I pulled up a list recently of like the top twenty five hip hop albums in nineteen ninety three and it was it's like you know, Wu Tang, Souls of I mean you just Souls of Mission, you could literally hey, look. just list off like look, you know man, what I mean? That's what I'm Guru. saying. Like, I mean you just like you could just go down the list, dude. Like Sons of Mischief is my shit. Like, just crazy, crazy all over the place, like, you know what I mean? Um Tribe Called I Quest. I, I mean, it's it. just like, what, like, all the right. albums, Yeah, I was dude. getting high as hell. Because, you know, you got to figure hip-hop, you know, late 80s, but, like, early, like, late 80s, early 90s, but, like, early 90s, that shit was really, really It's the good. shit that our generation, we'd be like, oh, that 
That shit was so that cool. Throwback shit that everybody that, wants that, to that, to that, that legendary golden age that we have that, you know, fucking standard to. Right. That everything is compared to. Like, I was graduating high school listening mm-hmm. to um, TLC and Mary J. Blige <laughs> and MC Light and fucking, you talk know, about Queen the gir- Nah, talk about the powerful-ass women, shit. like, that y'all had. And, like, those those are right. all, like, mm, you talking about Queen, you know what I'm saying? Right. U-N-I-T-Y, like, shit. That's fuck you, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. Anthem. Nah, like, I, I would have loved to be coming up and just riding in the Jeep with no doors listening to that shit. Like, that shit would have been crazy. And it was a different time then, too, mm-hmm. you know I mean? It, re- it really was. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we, we you know, um, uh, I was watching a video about this with, uh, I can't think of his name right now, and I'm, I apologize, but um, um, what's his name from uh, Four Righteous Brothers? Um, but he's, he's talking about, like, the messaging and music, you know, and at that time it was, like, right after Rodney King. You know, oh, and like shit. people like young shit brothers were like, like dropping out of high school to like join the fucking movement and shit. Like it was a totally different, like it was just a different time. Like there was a lot of like political activists, you know, going on yeah. and like in the messaging. And then like the the shift happened with like the you know the the music producers. They weren't trying to put that on the radio. They, they wanted still aren't. You know <laughs> exactly. They weren't trying to. Like, they, you they come just out wanted, with that real shit. You right. get blackballed They're real quick. Like, what about quick. guns and drugs and bitches? <laughs> like, you know like, that's what no, they they want to put out there. Anybody spitting real shit. Look what they did to Lupe. Look what they do to anybody. Like you exactly. know they drive you to look all crazy and shit. But it's like yo, all along you was just dropping these gems. It's crazy how they do you. Um, they really do make you out to be crazy. But, but what's new? That's nothing but, new. But you know what though? The message is still there, and people are feeling that way. But it's a different time now because in the nineties, while there was a lot going on and people were making movements, it didn't have the resources and the facilities to actually make it go. Yeah. Now we're in two thousand seventeen, where you can put out an album, you know, be independent and be heard by millions of people. Facts. You know, Kendrick Lamar right now is busting everybody's heads open. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you got to remember the shift right now that's happening where album sales aren't, you know, anything. They right. don't matter. So right now the standard is your album sales plus your streams. So exactly. if you're an underground dude like me. You know what I'm saying? I get a million streams. That puts me at a million sales. You feel me? Like, I like shit like that, though, because it's a shift. It's, it's kind of, it, it helps us, to be honest. I know. Sure. But also, For it's sure. a double-edged sword with that, too. But it's like, if you look at it that way, it's kind of cool because, I mean, it's putting it in perspective. But um, it's it's just the changing with times. And with mm-hmm. times, going to come different methods of listening to stuff. That's why I'm trying to go collect all my favorite albums on CD format because I realize yeah. these kids ain't even going to have no CDs. It's going to be like getting a vinyl. Right. So I'm trying to get all the shit that I bump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I started rebuilding my CD collection a couple years ago too to be honest that's the point though it's just like things change and so I'm with it you just gotta know how to adapt and as an artist it's always important whether it's album sales physical or whether it's you know I'm saying digital you gotta know which mediums cause I could tell you like when Spotify wasn't nothing I was early on that you know what I'm saying? When SoundCloud wasn't nothing, I was early on that. People was like, damn, that's a DJ producer site. Why are you putting your tracks up there? Because I saw the future, though. Right. That's where the collabs was right. at. And that's where I found, like, Sango and all these crazy producers, too, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. SoundCloud was lit. Now, you know, it's kind of bought out. And it's like right. a tool and shit by labels and stuff. So you can tell. Look at how this shit looks. Yeah. Oh, shit's crazy. But, like, you know what I'm saying? But it was upon a time, like, the real source for shit. But now that's why I'm on some Spotify shit. Spotify like, is dope. For an artist that's indie, you can see your money. You know what I'm saying? You can well, track yeah. your progression. So, you know what I learned, too, recently? Shout out to Ken Avis for telling me this little gem, by the way. But uh, I learned that, like, people, like, when they're, when they're checking for you, they're not really looking at Facebook anymore and SoundCloud because you can alter that. But what they do is they pull up your Shazam. 
and see how many motherfuckers if she's Well, you know what? You. That's real, though. Because when I was out in France, that's what I kept doing. When I heard some tight shit, I was like, yo. So think about it. That's the greatest metric yeah. of like what people are listening to or not. When they're like, oh, shit, what is this? I want to hear yeah. that, right? That's a, and good, they that's a good testifier. Right. And numbers so can be fortified. You can go yeah. on Shazam and search your name and see how many plays you have. And that's how the real industry people are checking folks to see if they're legit or not. Right. And, you know, so get your music cool on thing. Spotify. Yeah. It's, it's also just called, like, being legitimate. Like, I find, like, with, you know, DC in particular, like, that's what carries a few artists to the next level is how you present yourself. Here, we have a lot of good talent, but not everyone knows how to package it or not right. everyone knows how to mix their records. Not everybody knows how to right. get them mastered. So we have to get better at the overall quality. And right. now that the light is on the city, it's very important that we all put out quality because that. that's how you're going to come up. When you got that, al- that song or album on Spotify and it's actually quality, like the shit people are downloading and listening right. to, it changes the game. Totally that's how I think, you know what I'm saying? I always push myself at least, you know what I'm saying? I, I just try and put out quality. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like I pride myself in the fact that my stuff, when you put it next to anybody record that's out there, you still get the same sound through your speaker, the same bass, the same, you know, frequency because right. we really, you know, sit in there and mix and master that shit and take the time like the pros do. Because yeah. there's no trick to it. It's just, you know, what right. you do. <laughs> like, right. it's not, right. you know, it's like you don't, you know, half bake a cake. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it ain't gonna not taste unless right. you want a good cake. Yeah, yeah, you you got to right. really fully bake that joint and then dress it up and then, you know, put it out with the plan to sell that cake. Well, you know, yeah. I think a lot of it is just lack of resources and knowledge, you know? Like, yeah. I lived in L.A. for two years, and out there, everybody's talking about ASCAP and this See, they're that. birth, but that's one thing you I know. noticed. When you go out there, they are almost ushered into the, the real game of making money. Straight up. ASCAP, BMI, songwriting. Right. Half the people in L.A., are simply making money. They're like my age writing hit songs for people though and they got pub deals. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. That's where the groove at. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell people, fuck that being in the front shit. The money is when you're writing these songs and you getting these publishing and you getting these sync deals. Like tell these young men, get these sync deals. You feel me? Like you can be out there and all of that, but most of them people ain't making that money. You I'd be cool just in the cut writing songs for people, knowing that that check coming through, that bag filling up. You right. know what I'm saying? That's the whole point. And so when I go out there, I realized that. I was yeah. like, oh, LA kids, they kind of birthed into this because there's hit. so much around there. But that's why we're learning right now. And if we right. build a culture up right in D.C., we're going to have the same infrastructure that we can always piggyback off again and again and again. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sustainability. Yeah. You know, because I think that, um, you know, I've had this conversation a few times with people. Like, D.C., is a, it's a mixed bag in a sense that, like, you know, there's not a lot of infrastructure um, for the next generations to come up. But at the same time, the cats that came before us, they didn't have a structure at all to create an infrastructure. But that's no reason to not create the infrastructure. Right, once it, you made it out and right. once you did your thing, it's only right that you now build the platform. Well, a lot of people just you know left and never came back. I dig it, but you know what I'm the saying? The cats that for, stayed, though, like the go-go heads... But like look what happened with Gogo. That shit is still thriving. But, but exactly, that's what I'm saying. Thirty years later, the same sound dude is lugging around three hundred speakers was, and shit. Like there's so much I'm longevity to tell you, in it. You know, it was, it's Gogo's happening every weekend again now because they're now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that want to chop it up again? And I, I right. mean, I grew up. That's where I really grew up. Like I grew up going to Gogo's. So like, and it wasn't like the old cranking bands that like my mother grew up on. But it was more like T.O.B. K.O.B. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. All star band. Like right. this shit reaction. Like they was right from up the street. Like you know what I'm saying? But this shit was like the real. Shit that I don't know. Like now, you put it in rap songs. Our generation, we be loving to fuck them up at the parties and right. in the clubs. It's a whole new feeling. Go Go is actually making it mainstream, and I could see it in mainstream influences and in music. How people moving. DC is being watched. Like people dressing like us. Straight up. 
people up. chopping it up like us, Straight people up. bouncing like us, like it's people wearing nine nine twos like us. Now this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? New Balance, y'all, you seen this shit? Like this shit is like viral though. Like I'm looking at rapper rappers. It's like everybody. This is nothing new. Right. It's like all y'all rolling beanies. It's crazy. Like I'm well, just saying. Well, like because... this is just culture that people right. they come here and that's why they be like, oh DC is so tight because they don't know what it is. But they feel it's it, dope. and it's like I don't know. These people cuff their pants. It's like they we look so clean. It's like even our trappers look clean. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the funniest part. Even the, the you know what I'm saying? That shit's tight. Like we're tight. Like, we are. I mean, DC. You know, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. DC is the most intelligent, progressive, diverse city in the nation. Like yeah. it makes hand, sense, hands down. You know what I mean? So, and I mean, we're influenced by a lot more things. We're not just. DC, like we're DC and we're Virginia and we're Maryland, yeah. and there's little cuts, all that that make it dope. You know what I mean? But we're also everybody got their by... little bit that they bring to the gumbo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Totally, it's not a one stop thing. And then you got Baltimore that influences Philly and New York. Nobody that grew up around here hasn't gone to New York, hasn't gone to Philly, well, those hasn't are, those gone are to cousins. Baltimore. I call you know them, what I'm them, saying? Them are distant cousins. You and know so, what I'm like, you go to LA though, and outside of LA is the desert, young. Like, there ain't shit else out there. You go outside of New York City, it's like, you know what I mean? It, it, DC is completely unique in its, like, just culture mass. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's, and, and then when you grow up here, when you're from here, you don't realize it until you go someplace else and you're like, where's but like see, you know what I'm saying? I realize you know, that where shit. Is it's that like, co- like I realize it's not it. anywhere else. Like, it's not like that anywhere I've else. I've always you know? felt that way. It's like I feel like maybe some people don't, but I just feel it's special to grow up here. Like I do realize that. Like I ain't even have to leave to realize that. It's just fun to go places and you know, reaffirm Re- that reinforce fact. Because it. exactly. it's like it's when I go to all these places that's so hyped up, I'm like, this shit is cool to come to for a few weeks or like a month. Great but place then to I'm visit. then I'm trying to go back home because right. I be looking like damn, it's popping. It'd be regular ass shit, like people at Marvin's or people motherfucking chilling. And I'm like, damn, I wanna be back at home. Like, but this shit ain't even no crazy shit though. It's like I might I might be out in LA like smoking right. under some palm trees, but that shit's still like I definitely like doing that in DC. Like that's just where it feels exactly. most natural. Exactly. Um, so and so I think it's awesome that you're, you know, committed to to building that structure, you know, and that infrastructure and talking about things. I mean, that's, you know, that's the very basis of One Love Massive, right? Yeah. Is the collaboration and working together, building that infrastructure, you know, uh, you know, stretching the canvas and then getting out of the way so that the next generation has an opportunity, you know. And the city is, you know, the thing is, you know, some of the old cats are upset about, it, like, the city is just not the same. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just not the same. It's and not, we have to let go of all it's that. Not, and it's and never going to be the same. Exactly. But, and it's never going to be the same again. we can again, work you know to I mean? build it, what it's going to become. There's no point in crying about what's exactly. the same and what's not the same. Exactly. The only thing to worry about is how it's going to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? What and how we can get there together. And what it's going to be. You exactly. know what I'm saying? What is it going to be? You know what I'm saying? That's what I always say. You know what I'm saying? What it is, what it do, what it's going to be. Because it's like, that's all that matters. Like, all right, we can complain about all this shit all we want. Right. But we got a future ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? That's that's with everything. That can We can bring that to politics right now. You everything. can complain about the man that's president all you want. I ain't going to say his name, but you know what I'm saying? But we got to talk about the future. He's there. You know what I'm saying? So what it's about we what we're do doing. Next? You know what I'm saying? And it is things that we can do. You know what I'm saying? But... You have to already have the power and knowledge to know that you already can do shit about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I stand. I with agree, the DC man. Shit. It's like, yeah. I agree. I, I mean, the shit, the city wasn't the same three years ago. So, like, you know what I mean? We just got to I mean, keep Every it day the city is changing. <laughs> like, every day you're changing. Every day I'm changing. Yeah. Like, this is a fact of life. Like, so Super why cool. fight the nature of it all? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this shit is so simple. <laughs> like, it's not really. Humans got a way of making shit so complex. You know what I'm saying? When we have to understand, we don't know it all. Like, the smartest person knows that they don't know it all. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to accept that shit. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Shit changes. But what can you do about it? 
you have to adapt and you have to see how you can change it for the better. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely going to be people out here trying to change it for the worse. And that's part of life too. It's like good and bad, yin and yang. People always be crying about that too, but it's like, yo, it's some bad shit out here. Like, wake up. Like, it's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? But you don't got to play into it or you going to play into it. Where do you lie in the spectrum? You know what I'm saying? It's simple. Like, truth, truth. (laughs) So tell me, what, uh, I like to ask people what their goals are for 2017, but I want to ask you, what are your goals for 2018? Oh, shit. Um, 2018, I'm touring all over, like full throttle ahead. 2018, um, I don't know. It's hard to say because we're progressing all the time. I just feel like 2018, everything is amplified. We're doing bigger shows. We're dropping better records. We're getting more play on these records. We're getting more coverage on these records and we're doing it organically you know we're staying true to the roots in 2018 like we always do and we still gonna be here in the city in 2018 like we always have been and we never going nowhere and we're gonna show them that even though it's a lot of changes going on right now it's a lot of unfamiliar faces right, right now we're well, still we gonna still be here because right. i know the real dc i've been right. a part of the real dc all my life right. all my life you know what i'm saying so 2018 really nothing's gonna change but bigger and better moves the mentality is still the same, but ever growing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's hard to say where I'm going to be in 2018 because I got a list of goals on paper that I check off. You know what I'm saying? And all I can say is I already checked off a few. So let's just say we're going to keep going with that type of consistency. And and we're going to drop some records via your platform. We're going to do some shows with you. That's what I want to do. 2018, I want to collab with One Love Massive some more. You know what I'm saying? You heard it here, folks. He's stuck doing now. We just talked about all this DC or nothing shit, so this is my word. You know what I'm saying? 2018, I want to be on Trilectro. You know what I'm saying? 2018, I want the city to show me love like I've shown them love. You know what I'm saying? I want that. I want that. You know what I'm saying? That's 2018, but that's also 2017. That's right Right. now. I'm working to show them that I'm here for you. Just be here for me when we need to make that push for a real DC dude to get some love. That's right. Lead yeah. by example, you know. So that's that's the way I think. You know. I mean, you see me. I'm yeah. out here. I'm I'm at the shows, big or small. I'm shaking the hands. I'm taking the pictures. I'm putting out the songs that reflect our real upbringing. Mm-hmm. If you really been there, and know about it. You know, I can't speak for everybody because my upbringing is mine. But you know, I'm here. I'm a DC cat. You know what I'm saying? That's all I ever been. So. That's what we're going to do. This is that groovy shit. Hey, man. Well, you know, DC loves DC, right? DC folks love yeah. DC and their DC yes, identity. And we love our DC yes, girls. Do. You know what I mean? Yes, we're just, we do. We're just waiting. I think I think DC is a little um, gun shy because we've loved some of our heroes and then they just left us. I understand that. They, but understand. Well, is it Dear John? I mean, I'm not one of them. I'm just nah, saying. I feel you. Know? You, you cannot hate love. on people for making it out of the nest. No, But no. when you make it out the nest, come back and drop some eggs. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. that's all I'm saying. That's like, right. you feel build, me? Build a studio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man, people know. I ain't even had no bread like that and I had a studio in Georgetown showing love. Like, people know, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done did your show for the love. You know. Like, you know what I'm saying? People know what it is. It's right. like, I, I've given my, you know, dues so i want the dues to pay me in a little bit that's all we're doing you know and i feel like this is part of it you know what i'm saying the traveling the you know more outlets to give my story you know people want to hear a little bit more about what's happening what's up with this dude beating his feet everywhere you know what i'm saying right what's happening with this stuff why they got the sob on like that what is happening with these kids and that's why they're gonna feel it like they're gonna feel us simple I'm with you. i always say it's simple because it's that simple like, I mean, we're not trying to overplay nothing. Right. We're just trying to get credit for what we did and what we've done and what we're doing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Simple. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. People can always steal your name, but they can't steal your credit. You know what I mean? Oof. So. Oof. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything is relevant. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know, growing in business, uh, growing as a person, right? There's always like uh, growing pains, but they're always, they're always good lessons. You know, for me, this has been oh, a very yeah. powerful year, a lot of lessons. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, a few things checked off the goal list as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always dreamed of um, owning a venue and a radio station and a record label. You well on your way. I appreciate what you're now. doing. Like, this is major for the city. This is great. You know, we Thank we you. love what you're doing. And you, you. you're doing it right. And that's all I'm trying to do. I want to be like you. You know what I'm saying? I just want <laughs> I want to get that same type of, you know, hey, feeling. <laughs> so, well, we're I on our way. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, you know, straight up, uh, you know, I'm a child of the universe. So I'm just moving moving my way through. And I don't really know what I'm doing most of the time. But Nobody uh, does. That's the secret to this Exactly. Shit. You know, you but know? <laughs> I, I do know that I've been low-key uh, obsessed with the Howard Theater for as long as I remember. And, uh, when the agent called me last year and told me this was an event space that I could rent, and she mm-hmm. gave me the address, and I said, "Fuck that! I'm coming to see it right now." Yep, pulling Let up. Let me sign a lease. Yep. Got nah. tunnel vision. We're gonna sell that Howard joint. I lost the, you know, got the lease, and then got in here and was like, "Oh fuck, man! What do I do now?" You know, and now I, look at the setup. I this got is it, cool. but you know, like, and now here we are, you know, because uh, yeah. Chuck Levin's music and uh, shout out of, to them. I love the live yeah. segment they've been doing. Look, I'm trying yeah. to get down with that too. Like yeah, man, 2018 goals. Look, that's another one. Like we already did one. I'm gonna do the second phase, and then that's the third phase. Like yeah. we just building. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like. Together we to can. Them. Not to be all cheesy, but I, I really believe that. Nah. I feel like strength in numbers, solidarity make the dream is key, work. man. I know all of them slogans sound cheesy until you actually been out here like a lone wolf. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you realize as long as you got a few good men, a few good women, you know what I'm saying? A little crew with you, you good. You know Squad, what I'm saying? Man. Like, it's, it's simple. Like, you just can't overcomplicate the scenario. You know what I'm saying? You cannot. Yeah, man. One of my, one of my favorite mantras in life is use what you have. Because I feel like on every level, we're always being told that like we're not enough, whether it's how we look or how we feel or how much education we have or money or whatever the fuck it is, you know, or our phone's not nice enough or our tablet's not new enough. Like, fuck all that. You know what I mean? Like, I went to South by Southwest for six years in a row and the best CD that I got in all six years. And you know when you go to South by, you get a hundred, you get a hundred of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? CDs in this. You (laughs) You get stepping on CDs. Nah, you get a hundred of them. This shit is ridiculous, right? The best CD I got in six fucking years was like two pieces of cardboard, like stapled together in the corners, hand painted with some like kids, like you know, fat ass, you know, brushes but, with but some. But you could paint see the time and, and effort that glitter. they took to put into yes. that. Yes, and a handwritten son. That shit was like the craziest, like garage, fucking psychedelic, swamp rock DJ shit I've ever heard. It was so dope, and it was the only CD I listened to in six fucking years going to South by Southwest, <laughs> and it was handmade like shit. You know what I mean? Because I was like, dude, put some serious effort into this. I got to know what this sounds like. Yo, people appreciate shit like that. Like, my first disc I ever sold was, like, in high school in 10th grade. And I, like, burnt a bunch of CDs and wrote Bo Young. Well, no, it wasn't even Bo Young Prince. It was just Young Prince at the time. And I wrote that on a bunch. And somebody actually sent me a picture of one of them joints the other day and was like, dog, I'm still waiting until you get big so I can make some money off this shit. So you never know what them discs do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, like, Like, use use what you have, man. You don't need, you know, you don't need a lot of extra things, South by Southwest is magical like that, too, though, because I gave a shitty-ass disc to Travis Scott in 2014. Like, ain't nobody even know who he was. He was walking on the street. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Travis Scott. I had, like, five left, and I was like, this shit probably ain't going. You know, you always got that idea, but I was like, 
you might as well try it and get that shit to him. Like, you know, them silly discs make it around the world. Like, I don't know. Like, you got to shoot your shot. 2017, you know, shoot your shot. You, you never, you never going to know where it go. It might land in the basket, man. Like, for real. Like, you got to shoot You know how many business shot. deals I've talked my way into? You know what I'm for saying? Finesse. Life is about 80% like finesse. You know what I'm saying? 80% of that shit is finesse. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't hustling. I was just being myself, but that I didn't necessarily have hustling, the right though, credentials you know? and I didn't write, but I was like, yo, I could do this. You know what I mean? It's about knowing what you can do. Like, yeah. a lot of people be using the term fake it till you make it. Like, it's very negative. But you know what I'm saying? If you already know where you're going to be, who's faking it? You know what I'm right. saying? You just kind of foreshadowing, like, this is where I'm going to be at. It's not that I'm, I'm too big for my bridges. It's not that I'm trying to act bigger than I am. It's just, right. look, I know where I'm going to be at. It's not faking shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? This shit is already law. It's written. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of the code that I go by. It's like, you got to walk and, and portray yourself. People got one chance to get a perception or, or a glimpse of you when they 100%. meet you, you know, impression. 100%. So you make that shit count. Yeah. You know, as hard as you can. Um, and like you say, work with what you got. You know, you don't never extend yourself beyond your means because that's when you, you know, you burnt out. You know what I'm saying? Like, things going to come if you work with the people around you that's willing to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People that reach out to you, reach back to them. Don't be looking at them for no numbers and shit like that. Right. That's, that's the game we in right now. You know what I'm saying? When the yeah. best people I've connected with, they just don't want it to work off the strength. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about the profile or nothing. It's about look at what we done turned out now. Right. Like now we we getting these numbers, you know, because you got to have exactly. a vision. And if they yeah, see exactly. the vision, you can't pay for somebody to see the vision. That's what people don't understand. They got people around them trying to feed them vision. You cannot pay right. for the vision. You right. have to have the vision. Right. The vision is like a gift. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's why that shit is charged up because the vision... You can't, you know what I'm saying? Right. This shit is not just, you, you, it's like wielding the sword of King Arthur, you know what I'm saying? This shit is not for everybody. No. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have it. That's true. You gotta so, have a lot of vision. You really do. The vision can shift everything. I got a what's, vision. What's this weed we smoking on? Some Bubba Kush. Yeah. Shout out to whoever grew that. Some DC grown stuff? No. Probably not, no. This is some DC grown stuff. We can smoke that. I would love to see what it's hitting on. Shit. I didn't grow it. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on record. <laughs> I really didn't. Shade. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really grow it. Somebody just dropped it off as a gift for me. See, you, bet. Nice. you see what I'm talking about? 2018 goals. People just dropped me off. We will. No, that shit do be happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. That yeah, should be man. fun as hell. Hey, life is lit. Like, you got to enjoy the little blessings that come. I used to watch I'm Mac saying. Miller in like 2010 open packages when he was in his grandma house still. <laughs> he was he was making numbers and shit and torn, right. but everybody still be living at home in that beginning phase, you know what I'm saying? Because why, why waste the bread, you know what right. I'm saying? So he going like, what was it, Ustream back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? He'd be high as hell. It's Mac Miller, you know what I'm saying? He was known for hanging with Wiz Khalifa and shit back in the day. But if you my age, you know that you looked at like Wiz and, and Mac Miller and shit and was like, them was the indie motherfuckers that was putting out them videos and shit that was blowing up with just Rex Arrow with the camera and shit. And it was like right. very inspirational time period. Right. Um, shout out to Wiz for that like era of like fucking work. Like he was killing shit. Still is too low key. But like that shit was big for my like whole vision. Cause like he made me, you talking about working with what you got. He was just shooting these videos with the cameraman. Right. And that's the style that we all use to this day. Go out with a, you know, your man with the camera and like shoot that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like just do it. Yeah, because you can spend a lot of money, man. You can spend a lot of money or you can spend no money for the Yo, same thing. that parachute was a thing. lot of money, but that was a sponsor. That's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? You can't normally just do that type of production. 
But that's why, you know, you're looking at different things. A video can be a lot of things. Like, it don't have to be a big production. It's all about what we talked about earlier, vision. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I used to shoot everything in VHS. That's like low-quality shit, you know right. what I'm saying? But then it was a very unique feel. Everything was warm. And you know what I'm saying? That, too, became a popular thing in music about, like, a year or two ago. Everybody had the VHS shit, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about how you do it. And I remember just being like, well, I ain't got no cameraman. I ain't got a lot of money, but I can go to the hard, the little, like, right. thrift joint. And they had these little, like, the old-school VHS joints with the flash on it. And I was like, I can get three of them for $80, you know what I'm saying? And then I just started getting people to shoot that shit. And I started liking the home video feel. It makes your art. Them, them joints be looking tight. Like. Someday that shit's gonna be worth money. You got them. Yeah, I got a couple. Right? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple tapes. I shot maybe two videos that will never come out. But like you said, maybe I'll. Yeah, one day that'll be sell that shit to Rolling Stone or something yeah, later on. Yeah, man. I mean, it's part of the legacy. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of uh, keeping stuff. I think stuff and like consumerism is just a big part of the problem. You know what I mean? But like we have to like maintain the history and the legacy. You know of of music some things are meant to be kept you know like it's a lot of junk that's probably not gonna be kept but that's what that's the thing about longevity like a lot of this i don't get worried about because i look and i'm like well how much of this is going to actually be like found when the next type of people or the next whatever is going to be life form discovers like the humanoids that were here before them is it going to be these weird cassettes or these these things that they can pop in and understand or or, you know what i'm saying or they're going to be these modified human beings but whatever the case going to be I be looking like what's going to be left over and represent, you know what I'm saying, the politics, the music, the fashion designers. Because we learn about all of this shit throughout culture. We know about yeah. music and fashion designers from like ancient times, you right. know what I'm saying? So I just want to know when it's all said and done, whose like art is going to last around. And that's what like drives me. Like I'm, I'm in search of like longevity. I understand that it's not going to be like an easy, you know what I'm saying, way to the end of the mark. It never is for no. shit that's real, to be honest with you. When it's really real, you never get that quick burst. You know what I'm saying? It's like in uh, Mario Kart. You got to work for the mushroom. Like, you know what I'm saying? That <laughs> shit does not come. You be losing in Mario Kart and then the star come out this style. You know why? Because you going hard. You still trying to win. And the game recognize that shit and then the star just come out of nowhere. If people play Mario Kart, they know what I'm talking I about. I think I'm, I want to like hand stitch like one of those like embroidery like wall hangings and I'm going to put you got to work for the mushroom. Bro. I'm going to put crazy. it downstairs by the office yeah, table. That shit, you give you the little speed. Just like point at it everyone. That's wants. the only way you get into the little hurdle in the cave <laughs> in Cooper's Island. <laughs> like you know you yeah. gotta get through you gotta, <laughs> everybody silent. be trying to get through the little hole you know you be trying to get through the joint but yeah I mean I feel that you know with One Love you know uh, for me it's uh, oh, shit, you know it's dude. not about me at all it's it's 100% about the next generation and building something that's gonna last that long for them try to be innovative enough to know what that even means right and business savvy enough to pull it off and, and young enough to have the energy to do it. That's what we got to do, though. We need these young entrepreneurs. Because a lot of people, they shepherd it into thinking that you got to just go on that routine path. But, like, they don't know that you can make a million way before you even turn, like, fucking 16, 17. Nowadays, kids grow up watching all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was I mean, with, shit, you can put on the, the HGTV and watch these obnoxious fucking couples flip houses every 30 minutes on a marathon and watch these stupid motherfuckers make a million, $1.7 I mean, yo, million dollars in an afternoon we, from we your live couch. Like, in an era where life? you can make money. I will say that you can make money. You know what I'm saying? It's not always about that, but, like, if that's your issue, like, you can make money. Like, it's no excuse to not be out here making money. Like, I don't really think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I think it's how people like see making their money that stops them from making money um whether it be some people don't want you know sacrifice certain things 
I don't know. I, I don't think people realize how much work goes into making money. You know what I mean? Like Steve Jobs was like a genius and a millionaire who also like probably worked seventeen hours a day. You know what I mean? And For sure. Never really slept. So like everything comes at a at a at a cost. You know, right? But so. also, it's millionaires that were homeless. You know what I'm saying? Like J.K. Rowling and shit. It's like it's just important that you always see that you have the end mark in mind. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people could have made it, but they quit. And that's the fact of the matter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a fair shot at making it, but a lot of people quit. You really think everybody has a fair shot at Yes, I do. If you if it's really made for you. And you have to be trying to do what you're actually here to do, what you're put on earth to do. Right. A lot of people aren't actually doing what they really are put here on earth to do, and that's the problem. They want to do shit because other people do it or they think that they should be doing it. Until you find your true purpose, though, yeah. I think if you find your true purpose, you have a fair shot at doing it because it's something you're going to want to do. Like, I could have been a doctor, I could have been a lawyer straight up or some other thing, like maybe even a politician, but I know that there's some kid that woke up and every day of his life he said he wanted to be a lawyer, he wanted to be a politician. When I woke up, I wanted to be a musician. Like, that's what what I do. So I'm not going to take a slap from somebody that's going to go ten times harder at that because they woke up every day since they were five saying they wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. I'm going to do what I know I'm going to do, and I bet I got a fair shot at making it. I mean, look at what's going on, you know? Right. So that's, that's just a prime example, like. Good attitude. I like that. So if you wake up every day wanting to be something, you should be that. Yeah, if it's meant for you to be it. And then you also have to be humble enough to realize some things are not for you. Like, everything is not for everyone. You know what I'm saying? So you also, it takes a lot of humility and a lot of, like, just, like, discipline also because it's a painful realization sometimes well and you know the other thing is too is, you know sometimes you don't wake up every day want to do something some days you sometimes you do a whole bunch of other stuff that leads you to doing what you're yeah, meant to be right exactly like, but that's what we're talking is, about trials uh, right you know we're talking about finding eventually what you're really supposed to be good life right. is a series of you know decisions life is a series of these lord things that's going to make you be the person you become right so it's okay to you know struggle a little bit. It's okay to have a few victories. It's okay to have a winning spree where you just like on a roll. But eventually you're going to have to fall again because that's the next phase of your level up. Every time you fall, you power up. You know what I'm saying? So even when you look at it, you got to kind of take that on the chin and be like, all right, this L is about to make me greater. And it's true. It's true, though. You it know what I'm true. saying? Somebody do something to you fucked up, you know what I'm saying, and you live through it, that means you better. You know what I'm saying? You ain't get dogged out. You ain't die. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when my niece or nephew get messed up, I always say, you all right? You know what I'm saying? Then you cool. They just learned a new lesson. Don't jump and don't skip down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? Now you know better. And you know it hurt, but you ain't die. You know what I'm saying? So, same thing. We all training ourselves to react to these decisions that we make. It ain't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Physically. A lot of shit in music hurts me mentally is the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you see things out there. People might jack you or whatever the case may be. But it hurts me mentally but not physically. So I can take that on the chin. You know what I'm saying? Because music is music. You're going to inspire. That means you're doing it right. So now my perspective, I've leveled up to the sense where if people copy it, good. Because you know what I'm saying? That means I leveled up. I'm inspiring. inspiring That means I'm making the shit work with the work. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm really working at a new level. So go ahead. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just where I'm at now. It's caused me to boss up. You know what I'm saying? Boss level. Like, yeah. It's, it's uh, nothing but truth, man. It's nothing but truth. What doesn't uh, kill us makes us stronger. I definitely, uh, yeah. I took an L last summer. It definitely made me stronger. It uh, hey. widened my... Uh, my network of allies, you know. Every L right. is going to make you stronger if you look at it with the right perspective. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you can't learn from it, then you're not going to learn from it. Exactly. But that's you blocking your progression. So Most definitely. You got to so, be able to learn from it. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling all bummed out, just remember, 
If it's meant for you, you're going to make it. Right. If and you, if it's not, figure it out. That's right. And the sun going to get up every morning with or without you. So Right. You cannot just soak and cry about shit. This is a fact. Like, well, you, you know can, but that sucks. I mean, that sucks. I, you, That's no I, you can say you can, but I'm going to say you can't only because we we cannot have people out here thinking that they can just cry about shit. But I kind of feel like we're already there. I mean, <laughs> it's you know like, what I'm It's like, like you can be down about the happenings, but it's like, look, until you actually act and have an action then you're not going to be able to change nothing. So that's what we're talking about right now. And I'm trying to tell everybody that whatever you sad about, you have the power to change that shit. That's you true. just have to realize you're born with the power to get out of the predicament. You're born with the power to, you know, exist within the struggle. You're born with the power to change whatever you see fit to change. But you have to go hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing is going to come if you don't go hard. That's the, you know, the the core of, of what's going on here. Truer words have never been spoken. When you get, you know what I'm saying, me in a situation like this, some words gonna get spoken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't really I don't really talk to people and get these interviews, you know what I'm saying? This I don't know great. why. This is great. <clears throat> um but well, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I think people like to do it. Well, cause see here's the thing. This isn't an interview. This is just like we're just chopping we it chopping up, the shit, man. but that's you what I'm saying. Mean? But also, this is how most conversations should be. You really right. learn something. Well, you know that's, what I'm saying that's about idea, somebody, right? like, yeah. and about the situation. We talking about the city. I could talk about this for like fifty days, a hundred years. years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, the good news we is can't cover I got everything. time. So <laughs> we got the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? Right. And we we gonna have follow ups. You know, this is like Mari. We are gonna have updates. <laughs> like Mario, I love it. I hey, love everybody it. know what it is. Yeah, when you man. bored and the TV be on that shit, you know you don't turn it. Right? <laughs> you just be in that motherfucker like, it's his baby. Like shit, he lied. Like motherfucker be jumping up and down. Like I love the reactions. That's what I'm in it for. When it when they when the tests come back, oh boy, like that shit get crazy. Like yeah. it happens. The same thing happens every time. You know it's not going to be. It's like her 20th time. And it's like, no offense, but don't do this to yourself no more. You've been on this show 30 goddamn times, and each time they done said, the results have come back. And Mari, he petty for this, because you got to look at his face before he read it every time. He be looking like, yo, this shit about to go down. I be laughing because he be looking straight up like a villain. Like, one time I freeze the the like whole YouTube joint <laughs> on his face, and the man had the card looking like, <laughs> this about to go down. And I was just like, he, you know what? He fucked up. Like, <laughs> Mari fucked Well, up. Mari might be a little bit of a villain. <laughs> One time I ate uh, too much acid and I swore oh. Oprah was an alien, but I'm not sure that's 100% related. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm still not convinced that she's that's not an alien. That's just acid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I mean, I, yeah. We, yeah, we going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enlightenment mm-hmm. comes in all forms, my friends. Oh, yeah, know? trust me. You you talking to the gooby guy, I know about that enlightenment. Um, man. So um, let's talk about, uh, you know what I want to talk about? What you want to talk about? I have a question. So I'm getting hip to like um, how big this like pay to play thing really is in this area. Like okay. I was really blind to that. Like, okay. is this real? Is this a real thing? Is this how a lot of these like rap shows are operating? You know, like, because it seems like there's a lot of that going on at the film war. I don't know if it's related yeah. to venue. I don't really know. Can you, can it's you a very deep situation, and and to answer your question in short, yeah, it definitely exists, and there's two ways that I've seen it play out. Um, I always tell people though, as an artist, you should never be like paying to play per se, 
because you are the talent. It's like the that's like reversing. If we let them get away with this, they will change the the game yet again to the point where we under the gun. You know what I'm saying? Like we paying for opportunities to play in front of people in our city that's lining pockets for other people. Like I've been in the craziest scenarios. Now as a beginner, when you don't know nothing and you don't know no better, we all gonna fall into that one or two times. But you learn real quick if you got a head on your shoulders that something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't gave they give you. Sometimes they do it like this. I'm gonna give you like 25 or 30 tickets. You know what I'm saying? You got to sell these tickets. This is how they used to do it back in the day. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 2010, 2011 shit. You got to sell, sell the tickets. But look at what you're doing. You got to bring them back to cash. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You don't keep the cash of the tickets you sold. They like, oh, sell these tickets. You could do this show. Can you sell 25 or 50 tickets? What that's doing is making a promoter not do his damn job. Do his job. It's like your job is to fill them 50 or seats or whatever. You post, you're trying to yeah. get the artist to do that. So that's one thing that I've come across in D.C. is promoters not wanting to be promoters. And and that can go to you know many situations I've been in. I've worked with great promoters here mm-hmm. who have made a many Friday and Saturday and Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays awesome in D.C. But right. I've also worked with ones where I've been like, you know what? This shit here just must stop. You know what I'm saying? Like right. Because it's crazy how they do us when we the one filling up your shows. Right. We the one bringing the culture for the night. We the reason that your clip's so lit. You know what I'm saying? But we leave at the end of the day feeling unappreciated. You know what I'm saying? In our own city. Now, we expect this shit to happen in other places, maybe, not here, but not yeah. here. And so, even right now, as an artist who, like, you know, I do a fair amount of shows here and also other places, many shows bigger in other places than I do in D.C., opportunities that come to the Fillmore and shit like that, I would love to get on. And I feel like as an artist in the city, if you paid your dues and you've shown them that you can bring like 100 people, 150 people, 80 people Done. in, you should be Done. on a lineup with some Done. of these people. But what they do is that's when it comes in. It's not about that. It's about, right. oh, you got people who really got 1,500 to open. I saw an email come to me one time. And I was like, yo, 1,500, three songs before Young Thug at the Fillmore or something like that. And I was right. like, Mo. Like, I was like, kill. Some, and somebody yeah. definitely paid it because I looked somebody at the bill when it came out. It was someone, no offense, that I never heard of. Right. And it was just like, that's just a crazy look because that's valuable money, man, to right. us. We work for this money. It's right. like, I will, you're not going to get 1500 out of me for 12 minutes. That ain't even 15 minutes, G. Like, But see, me, I headline shows. So it's like, that's why I'm really not about to do that. I'm right, even right. pulling back right now because it's like, you have to value yourself as an artist as well. I just and can't I've, believe that's happening, man. That's just oh, so oh yeah. Trust wrong. Me. Trust me. Or you'll come to a situation where you do perform, and then at the end they like, oh, we ain't do as well as we thought, blase, blase. They try and get you that way. I've seen it so well, no, many well, no, ways. No, I'm going to stand up on defense of the broke promoter, you know, because I, I, we're not promoters. We're, we've thrown events, right? But don't call and some it events a are promoter, great, though. You and know? some are not. But, you know, sometimes there's not. But here's the thing. We've always paid people regardless. But, you know, when you're a promoter and you're not selling bottles and you're not really charging, there, there is no money. You know then what I don't mean? throw right. the show. Right. Well, I mean, that's, I, I that's all I'm saying is because it's going to waste everyone's time. Don't make nobody salty but or nothing like thing. that. Here's the thing. If it wasn't for people taking little mini L's all the time, then there wouldn't be any culture at all. So, I mean, so we're going to take L's, so but there's a really way. we don't really do shows, you know what I mean? Because we're not promoters. We're booking exactly. agency. We're doing other things. There's right? a way to get around that, though. It's it's simple. It's like when you do throw a show, if you already know going into it, you're not selling tickets, making money off the bar, nothing like that, then artists are usually happy. That's not our struggle. That's not our qualm with the shows. If oh, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. making money, we yeah, always yeah. cool. And if it's a low-key, you know, we right, understand right, right, right. that type of scenario. But then it's the other flip where it's like, yo, don't tell us ain't nothing going down and then it's five or ten at the door and this and that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, then no, it's no, like, that's it's a whole like, different bro, conversation. It's like when you're, you know, right. it's like so. When there's no money being made, yeah, there's no money so, being so, made. And that's what I'm saying. When the artists here are fair, yeah. honestly. I know a lot of the artists who put on for this city in the underground and up top. And we have done like so many favors, so many things where we have followings, G. Like we have real 
fan bases too. It's like, but if a person come from out of town with the same numbers or same Lord following as us, they will get treated like with a doormat and stuff like that. But that gives a bad image, a bad taste in our mouths because it's like, yo, we do this too, for real. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, that's it's everybody can learn from this. Artists can learn from this. The promoters can learn from this. It's not about attacking one group or the other. Right, right, it's right. about like expanding this conversation to make it so that we all go to a show and have a great night, and that nobody want to jump right. the promoter, or nobody want to go home and be salty or the promoter and like, man, this rapper's disrespectful and this and that. Because we don't have to be disrespectful if we don't feel disrespected. You know what I'm saying? But right. at some point, when you come there and you give your all on the stage, and then afterwards the shit just don't go right, you feel a certain type of way. Oh, 100 percent. And so 100%. that's that's just about. That that pay well, to play you know, stuff like so well for sure and promoters deal with the same stuff because the bars do it to the promoters you know what i mean i get it you but that's to, part uh, of the game if yeah. you're going to sign on that's all i say if you're going to sign on as a promoter you take what comes with promoting that means your show might not sell out right so be it that means i might not i'm it's not my duty to promote your show you're the promoter it's like i'm promoting it to my fan base yes but they don't look when they're booking these acts it's on literally the fact that they can sell the show you're a promoter. You're calling. That's a job. You right, know, right. they making money off this like anybody else. It's like you're calling yourself a promoter. You're making money. Promote. Like, don't sure. book us and be like, yo, we're the people. And nobody don't ever come to me and say that because maybe my people had work that day or maybe something happened, but it ain't on me. Still, you booked me for a show. Where's your crowd at? You have a promotion right. company. You have a promoting following. Correct. Where's your people at is the question I should be asking. They love to throw right. the fingers at us and be like, oh, it's because of this or that. But we know what's going on, okay? It's like you didn't promote. And that's why I'm saying people just need to call it what it is. If you're not a promoter, you're not a promoter. Yeah, exactly. If you're not this, you're not that. Just stop saying that you're these things and say, I just thought I could throw a good show or like wanted to throw something. Well, but here's the thing, saying? though. Like, like, I feel like on some level, like, we all have to start somewhere, you know what I mean? And so... Yes, um, and, and I'm not saying like you should take from artists. Like, don't I'm I'm in agreement with you here. So let's just like clear that up. I'm in agreement with you, but I think that if it wasn't for people being a little bit green and naive and throwing shows that don't always go well, then there might not be a lot of like we wouldn't have all gotten our start someplace, right? For sure. You know what I mean, like so it's things like that, like. You know, we don't want to discourage people completely, but you should no, no, always, no. like, Throw pay, that basement you know I mean? show. Right. Throw right. that whatever art right. show. You know right. what I'm saying? Throw that little hip-hop art. You know, do that shit. You know right. what I'm saying? That's for the culture. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. But let me tell you, just because you new don't mean you can't throw a function. Right. Yo, I know people that have made their names off just being new on the block and throwing one good function, right. and they ain't have none of this glitz or glamour, nothing. It was just maybe selected spent that night, or maybe the vibe was right that night. You know, that's right, what right. I'm telling people. Just It don't even have to be on that. It ain't about the, the whole gig or nothing. It's like, just make sure that when you throw that first show or whatever, like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's cool. It's not, that's how you got to come out. It's not, you don't got no big production. And, and that's why I'm not attacking people from even throwing beginner shows because that's cool. Right, right. Give us an outlet. We're giving you an outlet. Build that scene because many Especially of these beginner the shows, cats, you know? yo, look at what's happening in the city. Many of these art rap shows and these beginning happenings are the things now that bring out some of the newest talent and the reasons we have all connected and met because we know a painter or we all know this 100%. rapper. Or we know this homie that been in this crew. I met all the rappers through underground just cool shows. Shows. They were not even big, you know, functions because at them functions, people don't really even be cool, you know. Right. But at these underground joints, this is where the culture. And so that's why I'm saying throw them joints. But just like, no, when you throw it, it's, it's simple. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just have a space. 
where everyone can go and vibe and some good music playing. And then you can have more based on that. It's not always about charging. You know what I'm saying? Right. We just want to rock out with some cool people most of the time. Yeah. We understand that you ain't got the bread. <laughs> like, it's cool. We right, ain't all got right. it like that. Like, right. so who are we? Like, I'm just trying to say, let's let's yeah. open it up and be mindful. Transparency is Yeah, yeah. Man. That's I love when people hit yeah. me up and say, look, I can't pay you, but like, it's going to be tight. And you're going to have this. And they say, show, right, show me what else is on, what else right. I'm looking forward to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I will show you a great show. You know what I'm saying? But don't like, let me get there. And it's just all jacked up. It's not about the pay. It's like, is there a stage? You know, I don't know. Like, right, you know right. what I'm saying? It's sound? like, if you're not paying yeah. anybody, is there at least official shit as to why you're having a show? And even and if it's not that, then what you need to do is just have, it's, it's ways to do it, man. You can get the little portable mixing table with two mics and two good speakers. It's like, there's so many ways to do it. Okay. Right. Like after seeing it done a lot, it's like, it's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? So paying to play, it's like in your own city. It all goes back to the fact that when you people see those shows, it's not the opportunities they want to do. They see when right. the big artists come into town, they want to be on that bill, and promoters locally know that. They know that it's a way to make their investment back quick because they paid so-and-so 20K yeah, to so come crazy. to D.C. So, so they need 1500 here, 1500 there, two bands here from somebody that's going to pay right. that quick money, and now before you know it, they already done recruit the artists, and now they can finally make money. That's the issue that I oh, have. No, I, I mean, for a young me, cat, producer, they come at I you like that. it's an opportunity, this and that. Well, I've opened up for big people and haven't had to pay anything in fact i've gotten paid so so it's kind of like that's how we got to rebuild the infrastructure here though don't let these jerks come here and and have us paying to play in our own city you know what i'm saying stand up you know don't be disrespectful but stand up you know like you know what's right and wrong you know what you expect and how you expect to be treated as an artist put some value to yourself you know, not saying walk around like a price tag and be like, oh, it's 100K right. to get me. But nah, be real. Can you bring 50 people out to the show? Maybe right. you're worth a dollar a head. Now, can you bring can you bring 100 out? Like, just be real. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what it's all about. And then because we need to be transparent with the bookers, too. A lot of well, people be yeah. like, I could bring out whoever and all this It's like, Mo, can you? Like, come on, be real. We literally just had this conversation today. No, nah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, can you? It's like, can you? It's like because I done been here. It's like, you know, we all overestimate and know that on a good day, we right. can bring out everybody. But is it that good day every time? That's when you cooking. You know what I'm saying? That's what I call when you when you really putting in that work, though. Because I'm going to tell you about D.C. People go out Monday through Friday. Don't be fooled. Like, you know what I'm saying? People go out every night. It just got to be the thing, the move to do. What's mm-hmm. the move? You know what I'm saying? And if you are the, you can be the move. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, can you really bring out people? It's certain functions and certain things that no matter what, everyone's pulling up. And that's all about hard work because a lot of them people that run these functions have put the actual time and effort into consistently putting on a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? A good situation. It's funny. You know what I'm saying? Because we all about the vibe. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how it go. It's not even like some like, you know, it's just how life is. It's not no crazy fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? It's all about, I always tell people like, that's why I like DJs on these rap shows because it's like, yo, before we rap, we need the vibes. You know what I'm saying? We can't just go rap everybody, five rappers in a row. Mix the show up, you know what I'm saying? So, Promoters, mix it up. So let me like, ask you, let me ask you, uh, what are some of your favorite parties in the city right now? Um, Speaking of vibes. I don't know them by name, but, you know, they be having these joints of Tropicalia with Selected. Anything Selected be on, I'm with. Yeah. Or like, you know what I'm saying, like Dora fucking, um, I love Aisha, Ice Cold. I'm a yeah. big fan of people that spin music I could dance to because that's like the kind of vibe I'm into. So yeah. I love them parties where they still can make everybody dance. Like, yeah. I, I like D.C. on a good night on U Street when... Like everybody's out, and you see all your mans and all the homies you know, and everybody like, yo, we going this place, that place, and the third, and those yeah. are the functions that go to. Like I recently been mob.
vibing with the homies to like Big Chief and shit for these functions. Yeah, them kind of cool. Dope. Like yeah. it's new to me because honestly, I'm in the cut with it. But you know, good men influencing me to kind of show out a bit more, come out a little bit, if right. you will. So like I'm liking these type of things, like anywhere yeah. where people dance and like real functions. But yeah, shout out selecting people really because he he been putting on for a long time. Like yeah. I hired him for my album release show. It's like because that's the homie. It's like if you want a good show, you want a good vibe, and you want people to pull up. That's a great example of a guy who, if his name on the flyer, most nights when my man hit me up, they're like, what's going on? And then a flyer will come out, and we like, well, select it here. And then it just kind of be the move, you know what I'm saying? Same with Aisha. It's just a few people that really be spinning, like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So she's super, if you ask me where I'm most likely to be, it's in, like, those type of places, in the yeah. cut, dancing or something. I like that, saying? dancing. People don't dance. Oh, yeah, but that's what the music that I make is all about. It's I'm coming here back. to it's coming urge back. people to dance again. Like, I hate yeah. them shows where everybody wallflowers and they stiff. It's like, did you really pay 10 to get in this joint just to stand still? If you did, you were goofy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's silly <laughs> to me. I would never pay $10 just to stand. I'm in there dancing, grooving on something. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's no question. Like, for 10? Because, you know, 10 go a long way. <laughs> 10, that's a whole G. <laughs> I'm talking about that's almost off. a full shot oh, of Jameson you know, in the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna pay for drinks and all that too, and you ain't even gonna move. Right. That's why my shows, I be raging out and I be kind of yeah, attacking people. Showman, Look, sure. I'm gonna attack you if not attack you, but like I'm gonna make you feel <laughs> awkward if you're standing still because it's like, bro, you're making me feel weird. It's like, right. go to the back then or something. It's like, right. if you really doing that, like, get out. It's like, for real, for real. Like, it's like, I don't even want you here because it's like, we all here raging, having a good time, sure. and you kind of just standing there. I'm looking, it's like, you, Being you irking on your me. Phone it's like, it's like, it's like, it's cool if you your phone and you still but it's like mo don't just be right there like it's like what are you doing it's like like who are you here with like i don't be getting that type of shit so that's why i usually go up to him and talk to him. i rap good. at him I, you good. know what i'm saying because then people do one or two things they walk away and like disappear <laughs> or they you you kind of tap into their soul and then they be like oh shit he gave me some attention i don't know why but with these people that be at their show they just want some attention you know what i'm saying talk to them right like come out say your name you know what I'm saying? Tell tell a fuck joke if you want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Talk to the people. They right. are our people in the city. That's what yeah. I try and tell people. Like, these are our people. Like, they want to know us. Talk to them. So that's why a lot of people don't move. Because I hear a lot of people being like, man, y'all y'all ain't doing shit. It's like, never say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if they not moving, make them you're move. Doing, you're doing it you wrong. Make them yeah. move. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's on you. You the, you the El Capitan. You the MC. Like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all seem to get down. You know what I'm saying? This shit is well, real. And, like, etiquette is real, you know? Like, etiquette is super real. Like, when you're in a um, small space or if you're seeing a band perform. I love small spaces. You know, That's the whole thing. There's etiquette for everything, though. Like, if you're in a restaurant and there's a piano player or if there's a band performing. But... A lot of people have kind of lost the nuances of that just because they are not used to having a lot of live performances in mm -hmm. front of them. They're used to going to DJ shit. Yeah. And so we kind of have to like reintroduce that behavior of like, mm -hmm. yo, don't be on your foot. Like, that's well, that's all fuck. about the like, vibe of the music, too. They're not a screen. Too. They're real people like putting mm -hmm. their heart in It's all about how you do the music, though. Being brave, you know what I mean? And being up there. But some people are just like hella oblivious. You know, they come in and they talk over everything. But it, so it's good. I like that you engage with them because it's like, Oh, oh yeah. you know, they're just not paying attention. This is a you show. I mean? Like, you are paying right. for a show, and I want to give you what you paid for it every yeah. time. It's like, I don't got to have a band and everything with me, but these future shows are about to be crazy. That's all I'm going to give a hint to. But, um, like, just know, like, whenever you come well, see Sunday. me. Oh, yeah, Sunday they're going to get a taste. It's going to be lit. Um, But you, that's all it's about. I think that's how I've stayed able to be in my own space is through live performance. I'm not the most, like dropping shit all the time but if you come to my show I'll live on for a yeah, few I more mean, months yeah I mean you're very well known I'll, for I'll your few, shows yeah and... I'll live on a few more months and with all these books like, that's the thing about the clubs it's like I used to be the one that you know what I'm saying they didn't want to pay you know what I'm saying 
But now most of these spots, they know what it is. They, they might not even hit me up first because they know, well, we could get him, but, you know, he's going to cost this much. Because it's like I've done I've done my time. You right. know what I'm saying? It's right. like it's only right. Like I say we all are in our system. I've done my time, you know. All of them know what's up. Like shout out to Songbird. They're lovely people. Yeah, Songbird is dope. Yeah. They, that's where I did my album release show, and um, they've been cool ever since. Like you know what I'm saying? They've really been giving rappers, specifically in the city, a place to perform they, whereas they a lot really of clubs go out of don't. their way they go out of their underground way underground too you can be you can book them and all of that it's like you know I really respect them because I was yeah, just complaining about the city like I really wanted to throw my release show at you know a club I won't say and literally it was like because I wasn't a quote unquote touring artist which I don't know what that means because I'll be, I be touring right. it's like you know what I'm saying it's like I ain't on like no eight string shit but I was like I'll be out here you right. know what I'm saying but it's, it's just like what does that mean because I guess I ain't had no agent or nothing hit them up I emailed them like a professional smart person myself you know what I'm saying they they kind of try to play me to the left like oh well you know only touring artists can like it's like what I'm just offering you to book and rent your place to do a release show that I'm probably gonna pack out you're gonna have a good bar night right. what are you talking about you sound crazy well, and that's, you know what I'm that's saying the real like, you sound goofy <laughs> like, that, that's the real disconnect is like you know with for parties, promoters, bars, you know, even DCRA permitting, you know, the cost of all these things, you know what I mean, to get things done. Because um, at the end of the day, the bars are the ones that are really cashing in. Then the people that they book don't even people. sell out these things. This right. is the whole qualm I have. Right. You don't put some of us on, but the people you bring to our city, you having a lackluster night. Right. You know what I'm saying? When if right. you put all the homies on, I mean, we've seen it happen yeah. how many nights in a row at the Howard Theater? We're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, look, why are you booking these people? We could fill it every look every month with look, local showcases and not look, spend thirty grand. That's what I'm talking know? about with the infrastructure. We need yeah. things like you here to yeah. keep pushing that in their ear in a way that they'll listen. We'll try and do our part and keep putting out good music and getting our accolades and putting on for the city. But that's all we can do. Right. They're gonna have to meet us halfway, and then we're gonna run to the finish. Line. I don't know. I think you got a little, a lot more leadership in you than you realize. I feel like you're uh, more yeah. than just an MC, my friend. You're very wise. Well, we shall see what the future holds. But yeah. if I have to play the role in D.C. to help, you know what I'm saying, other people usher, I'm just trying to be in the history books of music in D.C. when it's all said and done. We got Chuck, you know what I'm saying? I'm he's, with it, man. He's, he's, in the, he's grandfathered in. But now we got this whole wave that's it's like just everything that's that's local to us and Go-Go's coming back, the resurgence and Go-Go right. and rap and hip-hop, the fashion. It's like I just like to think that I've, I've been a good help in leading and getting people to recognize the city. And what we could do. So, like, when it's our time, we're going to rise up. And it's our time now. It's our time like, now. Like, everybody's checking now. for the city. Like, you know what I'm saying? So don't Straight mess up. this up. Like, you know, everybody got to go <laughs> no hard. No pressure. Like, nah, all pressure. Like, yeah. don't mess this up for us. Like, so straight up. You know up. what I'm saying? Like, everybody, like, I say that to everybody out yep. here putting on and anybody going, like, don't mess this up for and us. And I say like, that to myself every single morning and every like, single night. Like, straight up, man. Stay in your trying lane. to get this shit popping, for real. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you know, across the street from us at the Howard Theater is, uh, you know, it's the most culturally uh, his uh, significant uh, and historic venue in the entire world, you know? Um, that was a theater for black people when black people weren't even allowed to go to the theater Absolutely. in a lot of places. Absolutely. You know, Ella Fitzgerald was discovered there during Amateur Hour, which is what inspired Showtime at the Apollo. Obviously. You know? Um, I mean, Duke Ellington. I mean, the, the Sarah Vaughn. I mean, the list goes on and on and on Absolutely. and on. You know, the, it was a venue... Um, and then it was a uh, movie theater for a little while. I um, like the look of it. That's what attracts me so much it's to it. Beautiful is like theater. The look of it. You know what I'm saying? It's a crazy. After the riots, it, uh, two years after the riots, it, it finally closed its doors and it reopened again as a as a church for a little while. Hmm. 
uh, and then it closed its doors again, and then it reopened as a venue. Notice what they did. They always been in the community doing shit, though. Church, you know what I'm saying? Breaking acts That's with black skin. The they movie always theater. Been here, it was always saying? the people's yeah. theater, yeah. you know? And a hundred years of DC's music history yeah. were made over there. And so I firmly believe that we're going to make the next yeah, hundred we're years continuing that. of this DC's legacy, music history, like starting right here in this yeah, building. You know what I mean? This legacy is going on. And you have being right across the street from the Howard, such a great vantage point, such a great location, such a good vibe in this the building. Energy, yeah. And everything you got going, is it's only going to grow and be a more creative hub for DC artists to flourish. And that's all we ask for here is more yeah. places to open their doors so that we can do what we are here to do. We are here to help you all. We are here to help us. We are here to help the city. It's like, ain't nobody here to take. You know what I'm saying? If you really here, you ain't here to take. Right. Because we live here. Our folks live here. My peoples is in the city. And I'm not going anywhere. Like, this shit is for them, for my nieces and my nephew and my, my... my family and my brothers, my sisters, my you know my people here. I'm not trying to take. We need this for when I'm not here. I just want everything that like we use this word sustainable over the course of the evening. Like sustain. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about what's about to happen right now for a few people to break off and be known as DC people. It's about us to have a DC culture that's 20, ever sustaining. 30, 50, 60 you know, years. Ever sustaining. I love this city. I love everything it's about and everything it made me realize about myself and the world. And it's a great place, and everybody just needs to understand that place. Yeah. But they need to get a real picture painted of this place. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take a lot of perspectives, but a lot of actual perspectives, actual, you know? Yeah. Yes, and that's and that's all that's got to happen is they need to tell the narrative, but when you tell it, tell the whole part of it, you know? Yeah. Put the actual pieces in the, and make the components actually work. Word. Well, I'll cheers to that. We're drinking water, by the way, if you're listening. Stay healthy. Cheers. You know what I'm saying? Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Drink more water. That shit is life. It is. It's very important. I was listening. I'm trying to, to get better uh, at it for real. Yeah, it's I, imp- I don't drink enough water. I need to get. I'm really trying to drink more water. You know what I've been doing to drink more water? Cause I noticed that if I have like a bigger bottle of water, I will drink more. Like when hmm. I do drink it, I will like chug a lot more. So I've been making a point. Like at home, I have a big bottle of water, and I tend to just drink more. I be fooling myself because some of my folks be like putting the fruit, just random shit, and letting it marinate right. in some ice cold water, and then it be kind of fruity. Right. So I have to like it be working because it kind of tricks me into drinking it because I be like, oh, this is some strawberry water, you know what I'm saying? That shit it be working though. It's all about how you play a trick on the mind, like. That's right, man. So um, I want to uh, well, I want to tell you uh, thank you again for coming here. Absolutely, thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, hey, the first of many times, you know, yes. it's a pleasure to meet your whole crew too. Yeah. You know? and man, it's the man, it's people not even here. Shout out Lord Francis, like you know what I'm saying. Shout out Dwayne Champagne, the whole thirty one eighteen. Um, you know what I'm saying tsunami. Like we we it's DC is on the rise. Like it's so yeah. much going on out here right now. Like. This stuff is waves. Like, we are just here right now, but there's many that cannot be in the room. And, like, we trying to work on getting everybody in the room. That's right. why I, I shout out the vibe. You know what I'm saying? He has been working to get, he connected me with these good men. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Shout out the brother. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ola. Like, everybody. You know what I'm saying? We we too. just trying to, yeah. Shh, crazy. Like, crazy. Like, there's so much dope shit in D.C. Kids in D.C. are so dope. Like, little sixth graders got more style in D.C. than, like, yeah. the whole fashion industry. And That's because like, we had the better cross of that, though. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? We was the, you know, everybody, you know, we had to open these gates in D.C. Yeah. for the youth to be who they can be. 
You know what I'm saying? They're like, so cool. Yeah, they, they really are. are. They're, cool. They're so cool riding skateboards. Yep. And I like it. I see the little, yeah. the mohawks. I see the dye Yeah, jeans. I love it. I see all of it. And I'm like, you know what? I couldn't really, I ain't even do that when I was that young. It's like, you know what I'm saying? But it's cool because they looking at a bunch of people how I guess I looked at Pharrell and shit. For, for me, that was the Pharrell type of dude right. in D.C. He was like the, the sign of like the indie black dude that she proved you could be in the rock and you could wear ice cream and wear skater pants and all this stuff. But now they got, they got like Uzis and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just younger people to look at this doing this more like, you know, showing them, I guess you could say that they could be rock stars in their own right. I love seeing these little kids, you know what I'm saying? Black kids in particular, so like cool, doing their rock man. shit because we, yeah. we invented that shit and they need to know that, yo, you can dress like that. You could play guitar. You could skate. Like we all, we had a right. hand in that too. And I love seeing the youth out here doing it. rock and how they rock. Like keep rocking, you know, yeah. like that's the new DC for you though. And, and people take that term in a good way and bad way. But when I saying it, yeah. I'm saying it like it's in now. The new DC is just more like the real DC because what's painted as DC right now is not a real accurate picture. So this new DC shit is just more so shining light on the actual culture of DC. You know what I'm saying? I really so like that. When I say new DC, that's all I'm saying. It ain't nothing new. It's just shining light on the old, but, yeah. you know. Real DC. I love that, man. I appreciate that perspective. I appreciate you. Word. Thank you, man. Thank mm-hmm. you. And, um... We're going to have you back on uh, Sunday. Sunday, we live next time. That's right. Performing. To, to give people a little bit yeah. of uh, information. So we do uh, something called the Factory Floor Sessions. We're at the OLM Creative Factory. Uh, the second and third floor uh, have uh, a home, are home to a podcast studio, a recording studio with Kofi from One World, uh, which is a pretty legendary shit right there. He's had a band practice room and studio in D.C. for over 25 years, so... If you recorded music in DC, seriously, you spent some time with Kofi, uh, and he's uh, he's kind of an unsung hero. You know what I mean? Yep. He's a, all, his favorite thing to do is to yep. to, to mix and record like live and local bands. Yes. And uh, if it wasn't for cats like him, a lot of our history would uh, would not exist. He did yes. a lot of reggae Shout out and to punk. Them. Shout out to them. Yeah, and we were able to uh, reconnect, and he was able to revive his studio uh, right next to us, right here in the room next to us. Yep. Um, and so we're actually doing recording sessions there, but downstairs on the second floor, we're doing the factory floor sessions, which is uh, basically our own version of the Tiny Desk Concerts. Excited um, as hell. Yeah, so we're not charging for that. We're inviting artists to come in to perform. We're going to record it, you know, audio, video, all that stuff. Uh, and then that way we put it out on our network, show the world what we got going on in, in D.C. That's all it's about. Get you some more gigs, but really just, you know, celebrate the artistry, spend some time together, yep. um, give you great pictures, give you great audio, give you great video of, of yourself performing. And, and that's why we love you, because, and that's, and that's why we're here, you know what I'm saying, taking the time this evening, because this is real D.C. stuff, you know. We want to be on the ground floor of everything that's all D.C. and really involving. And the fact that right. you're just, you know, extending the invitation to showcase us, that shows the love. That's what we need here. Yeah. Like if everybody could just, you know, extend the gates and, and just be a bit more open minded to the talent we have here. Right. Like give us a shot in, at showing us. You don't have to right. love it. Like it's definitely okay. But let us let us show, you know. Exactly. That we can do. Exactly. Um, so that's why it's it's really important even for you to to keep this perspective that you have, like, you know, reach out to these artists that you might not know like you do, you know, right. be, because you already mentioned Risa and Pinky. Like, these, these are people that's going to be legends, sisters, you know what I'm saying? Man. These are going to be legends, like, and you on the ground floor of this discovery shit, you know, Tiny Desk is awesome, but DC don't have that. I always say, right. it's cool to look at shit in other places, but wouldn't it be cooler if it was here? Right. Why wait well, for Vice? Well, the crazy Vice, thing you know is, it is here. It that's is what I'm here, saying. Why, why wait for right. Vice to come do the documentary on us? We could just do it ourselves. Like you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I'm a very like that 
a person when it comes to the city because it's like yeah. I just want to see us flourish. Like, and right. you can hold me to this. It's right. like everything I say on the record is on the record. Like, I want us to flourish. Like, right. everything I do it reeks of the city. It reeks of DC. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I want people to get sick of the stench. <laughs> Never. Well, all worthy boats, all worthy boats rise with the tide. So you know, let let's uh, yeah. let's get those boats packed and ready. Let's arm ourselves for the for, for the most magnificent tide ever. It's gonna be a Absolutely. lot of work, but uh, but I believe in it. And you know, you know, for us to be able to do these things, it also takes a village. It takes you know, a photographer and a videographer and bands to come in and give their time. I mean, it's really a group effort, and yep. uh, you know, it's definitely a labor of love, but I, I can't imagine doing anything else with my time. And, you know, we're nothing but grateful to be able to, you know, have a place to showcase and to do this. And, um, you know, you know, we have to start telling our stories. You know, it's, it's, it's like those tapes you mentioned, you know, you know, even, you know, they won't last forever. But, you know, I watch music documentaries all the time. They I inspire too. the fuck out of Somebody's me, got to discover it. You yo, know what I'm saying? There's got to be somebody there with a camera look, documenting the shit. Look, Every great documentary day, has one video. One day, you know? this is going to be legendary. Like, 100%. you know what I'm saying? I look at, like, Tupac Shakur interviews all the time. He in situations just like this, hitting, exactly. hitting L's, talking Speaking this truth, truth to power. And these are things that later on in the universe became so real. And I lie to you not, you done talked about some real things tonight that's going to come exactly. to power and to fruition because that's what I do. You know, like we're not here just to talk. We're here to like change the light. world. You know, <laughs> like this is not just a conversation. This is a moment that you just had. Like anybody that gets to share this type of energy, it's a moment. Indeed. Well, on that note, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you on Sunday. See you Sunday. Can't wait. Chopping it up.